particular topic is that you can choose to operate in the supernatural. Can I say that again? You can make a choice to operate in the supernatural or not to operate in the supernatural. In this story that we just read, we realized that Elisha elected to operate in the double portion of the anointing that was on Elijah. Amen. He asked for it, which means that it is obtainable. I was going to say it is askable. It's askable. And it is obtainable. Amen. Let nobody lie to you that you cannot operate in the supernatural being an ordinary Christian. The supernatural is not the exclusive preserve of 
preachers, pastors, evangelists, and uh, all the other things that you want to think about. It is askable. In fact, Paul says that if desire the endless and covet the endless gifts, the best gifts, covet it, desire it, and covet the best gifts, which means that the best gifts are within range. Amen. God will not ask us to ask if he hasn't got any plans of giving, them, giving it to us. Amen. So my first point is that it is obtainable. You know, Elijah was working with Elisha. They had been from Gilgal to Bethel, from Bethel to Jericho, and all the time that Elijah was trying to get rid of Elisha. Sometimes the man of God through whom the blessing of God must come to you sometimes wants to get rid of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I say sometimes they want to get rid of you. But one thing I've come to realize is that the gift of God that is for you will come to you whether the man of God likes you or not. Are you with me? It is not up to him to withhold it from you. You serve. Keep serving. Even if he doesn't like you, the gift will have to pass through. How many will agree with me that there are some times you don't like your, some of your children if you have a lot? <laughs> or if you have one two, or one, two, or three, there are options. There are things they do that you don't like. Some, you prefer some to others. Are you with me? Some will be your favorite and for a season, and then the other may be a favorite for another season. Are you with me? I mean, favor is not fair. But it doesn't matter whether you like your child or not. As for inheritance, it will come to them. The mere fact that they are sons or daughters, they will get inheritance. They don't have to do much to inherit you. They just have to be around. And they will carry the title. Amen. So you realize that Elijah was trying his hardest to get rid of Elisha. He said that go. The Lord has said, listen, Elisha was not the only, the first servant Elijah got rid of. The first servant, he left the servant and went to the cave. Remember, when uh, Jezebel was chasing him, he packed his servant and sent him packing. And he took the fool. He left. It's not every time they tell you go, you just must go. Oh, I don't know whether you are listening to what I'm saying. It's not every time they get angry with you and say go, you must go. You must know what you are looking for. Amen. And when you find a place where you can get what you are looking for, stay there. Even if they don't like you, stay. The, the, the anointing will pass to you. You know, it, it's amazing. Men of God have preferences. They would rather the anointing comes to this person than that person because this person is obedient. This person is always, you know, there are some people who are very, they have eye service, but full respect. Amen. They are always men pleasers. Yes, boss. Yes, yes. And the yes, yes person is the one that the, 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 the father or the, the pastor likes. But you see, you be around. You be around. The anointing that is yours will, be, will come to you. Amen. 
Amen. This guy moved. So he didn't get the anointing. But Elisha was like, I'm not leaving. Even if you sat me, I won't go. You know, the, 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 the pastor must be very, uh, uh, very, very, must not like Elisha to tell him three times, leave. How many of you, the pastor, can say that from today, I want you to leave the church? Even before the pastor has finished the statement, you, you go on the net and you tweet it, isn't it? You write a whole paragraph. I don't know what I've done to the pastor. The pastor says I must leave. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? You will get a lot of comments, a lot of emojis, shocked face, and tears, and crying, and say, oh, what? These pastors that have come, they are very wicked. That's why me, I stopped church. I stopped following these pastors. But you see, it, we have just read it. He said, leave. Three times. He said, as the Lord lives, I will not leave. Then after the third time, see, sometimes the, the man who doesn't like you is forced to bless you. He's forced to, to give. He can't do anything. He said, what do you ask what you will that I do for you? Remember, God had told Elijah that anoint Elisha in your place. So he knew. He said, anoint Jehu as king. Anoint uh, Abraham or Abisha, one of them, as the captain. And in your room, anoint Elisha. So he knew that the anointing was coming to this person. Sometimes the man of God knows who the anointing is coming to. And when they are not happy about it, they try to do all they want for you to do. I, I know what I'm talking I'm, I'm saying from a personal experience. I've, I've, I've lived it, so I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes they don't like you, but you are the one that God has destined for you to get the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. So any man called by God has to make a choice whether to operate in the supernatural or not. So you make the choice. I'm about to shock you with the next statement. And uh, it's going to be a controversial statement. Are you ready for it? Are you sure you are ready for the next statement? Mikey, are you sure? You are ready for the next statement. It's about to shock you. It's very controversial. So I am putting a disclaimer out before I say it. Amen. But before I say that one. Before I say that one. I'll say another one before I say what the controversial one. The next statement I want to make is that ministry without the backing of the power of God to do unusual exploit is empty ministry. Ministry without the backing of God by supernatural, to do supernatural Unusual exploits. Unusual exploit is empty ministry. For instance, we know that in uh, is it, uh, Acts chapter 6, Acts chapter 7, 
Philip went to Samaria. And Samaria was known for, uh, as chapter 7, Samaria was known for uh, a lot of magicians. Magicians were there, and they were the ones controlling the, the town. And when uh, Philip went to preach there, he had to confront these magicians. And he had to operate in supernatural power for the people to believe that the power that Philip was operating in was better, superior to the magical powers that the magicians had. Amen. Are you ready for the big the big point? Are you ready for the big controversial point? Okay. I can give you another one before the big point. Or oh, you want the big point? There is a difference. This is the big point. There is a difference between supernatural and superstition. I'll explain. There is a difference between supernatural and superstition. Amen. Supernatural is totally different from superstition. Spirituality spirituality Supernatural is praying to God and after praying, after having prayed, getting up and using the grace of God that you have received to achieve exploits because of the grace. I don't know whether it made sense to you. I'm going to take my time and explain. The supernatural is not superstitious. A lot of charismatic, Pentecostal type of prophets and type of uh, deliverance and type of operate in superstition and not supernatural. I want to take my time to explain the difference between superstition and supernatural. Superstition is believing that the demons that are chasing you are from your father's house. And your the reason why nothing is working in your life is because of witches and wizards. And all your prayer is to bind the witches and wizards. There are churches that all they do is binding the uh, demons from their mother's house, their father's house. That is superstition. That is not supernatural. Um, the place is going quiet. I'm going to say another thing. Superstition is blaming everything that happens on witches that come from your mother's house, except you. <laughs> Superstition is spending all your time praying against Satan and a little time asking God for empowerment to go do something. Oh. Now I'm, dry, I'm coming home. Are you, are, is it getting clearer? Superstition is not supernatural. You know, majority of, of, of the people that come from a certain part of the world came from the background of ancestral, magical, witchcraft worship. And so they translate it to their, their Christianity. And they feel that for the power of God to come, it must be superstitious. The reason why the Pharisees had trouble believing Jesus was that Jesus was ordinary. 
He was so ordinary. How can this ordinary person claim that he's the son of God? If you read the Bible carefully, you will see that the, the uh, miracles that Jesus did were not, they were extraordinary, super, but natural. Simple, simple, simple miracles. A pr prayer and somebody gets healed. Are, are you getting it? He blesses the bread and then people just goes, they, they, they distribute the bread. As they are distributing the bread, the bread is not finishing. That is a super on the natural which is distributing bread. He didn't throw the bread and command the bread and do some, some magic. And you see, majority of our Christianity is now magic. Look at you. The Lord says to me, no. That is superstition. That is not supernatural. You have questions? Okay, I'll, I'll come to the question. Don't worry. Supernatural is, li listen to this, listen to this. Supernatural is countable above nature. That is which be, that is a little beyond what is natural. It is given by God. Superstition is a belief not based on human reason or scientific knowledge. Somebody will tell you, yeah, go, go and, and do something, some crazy thing, and then that, your miracle will come by that. Not based on any human scientific logic. Are you with me? And then that is superstition. Hallelujah. See, Jesus was like any of the Pharisees and the scribes. The only difference was that he had his ministry was laced with something which is extraordinary. Let me show you what supernatural is. Supernatural is operating in the natural and obtaining wild results. Extraordinary results. For instance, you, you pray like everybody. You go, you go to, uh, what do you call it? You apply for uh, whatever. And nobody is getting it, but you get it. That is not, that's extraordinary. Are you understand what I'm saying? You, you see, one of the greatest and most anointed people that lived in the Bible days is David. He was a prophet. He was a priest. And he was a king. But David was an ordinary person. Everything about David was ordinary. Everything he did was ordinary. But when you read through the Bible, you see the supernatural things that David did. An ordinary 17-year-old boy takes a stone and supernaturally kills a nine-foot Giant with a stone. When the people who have spears and everything are running away, 
Can you see? Can you see what supernatural is? That is supernatural. That is not superstition. So you see that majority of what we call prophecies, we call the deliverance, they are all superstition. No supernatural. Give me the, the, the belief. Superstition is belief that is not based on human reasoning or scientific knowledge. It's all magical. That is how come my, most of uh, the, this type of false prophets, they go to the magicians and collect a lot of things and they use it, you know, with a few scriptures and what they are doing is not supernatural, it is superstition. Um, I, I, am I coming home? The reason why they fought and they plotted and killed Jesus was that he was so ordinary. Yeah. The reason why the uh, Pharisees tried several times until they finally succeeded in killing Samson was that Samson was an ordinary man. Because if he was a giant, there's no way Delilah would have asked him, where does your unnatural strength come from? Because if the man is big, he can do big things. But he's not. He's an ordinary man. But he can use one jawbone to kill 400 people. He can meet a, a, a lion and tear the lion apart. Ha hallelujah. Ca can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So what we have, we have always taught as supernatural is really superstition. And what we have been ignoring is rather supernatural. For instance, it is a supernatural thing for a church of 15 people to buy a building like this without any money from anywhere. That is supernatural. Because when you gather 15 people from any, another place and you put them in a room and say, buy a building this size, they won't be able to buy it. Am I making sense? It's, the supernatural is something that, read supernatural, the, the, the definition of supernatural. Caused by forces that cannot be explained. It is Above, it's just a little above what is natural. Can you see? Can you see the difference? I don't know whether the way you've gone quiet, I'm not sure whether you are understanding. I want to give you another. The the supernatural. The supernatural, it is when faith meets divine enablement and you go and do, and the result is extraordinary, then that's supernatural. When faith meets divinity, faith meets God, and you get up and do, 
and get extraordinary results. That is supernatural. Hello? When they are doing some things that is like, it doesn't make sense. When you calculate that, like, what is this? It's like, that is superstition. Hello? You see that when Elisha had the supernatural enablement, he went and do th- he did sorry, I say he did. <laughs> he, he went and did twice the number of miracles Elisha had done. Elijah had done. Elijah did 16 miracles. Elisha did 32 miracles. Double. But you see, Eli. Shah didn't do miracles every day. He didn't do prophecy every meeting. Every time we have a meeting, he'll prophesy. Every time we have a meeting, he will, he will you know, do miracles. Every time, no. If you read the scripture, you realize that it's just intermittent. Intermittent. If with Jesus, if you read the Bible, you see Jesus, it's like every day interspersed with the supernatural. The men of God that will come today. We are always in the in the floor for miracles and we are doing miracles. Morning, evening, night, we are doing miracles. How many realize that the, the Sangomers and the magicians and the juju men, every day they have magic to do. I, I don't know whether I'm breaking some some long-held thought patterns in you. Because see, the reason why we are not walking in the supernatural is because what we think is supernatural is not supernatural. What we are expecting to be supernatural is superstition. And that is how come it's like it's, we are not getting it. Hallelujah. You know, Paul was known for his intellectual prowess. Are you with me? And because of that, when Paul started ministry and the type of impact Paul was making, they could not understand it. That's why they were plotting to kill him. Because he goes and he does his normal talking, normal intellectual argument. But this time, the impact that Paul makes is extraordinary. That is the supernatural. With the same talking. You see, a pastor who talks very lazily. There used to be this pastor. I don't even know whether he's still around. An American pastor. When he's talking, you think he's asleep. He's asleep. I, I, can't, I forgot uh, what, his name. But when you say, and the people, and uh, that's how he talks. But when you look at his congregation, over 30,000 people. That's the ordinary sermon, ordinary pastor preaching, but the impact he's making is beyond natural reasoning. That is supernatural. You see, the miracles that Paul did, not many. Not many. 
the impact to the point that at the point they were taking it from him and giving it to people and the people were receiving miracles. They were receiving healing. You will not read Paul and feel that he was superstitious. You will not read Paul and think that you cannot relate with what he did or what he said. It's relatable. In fact, we can take it and preach it. But when you take a superstitious person, you can't easily... (laughs) We can perform it. We can... Hello? You see, supernatural ministry begins, brings progress, sorry, supernatural ministry brings progress, breakthroughs, without which there is stagnation and murmuring. Which there is stagnation and murmuring. Have you not realized that all these type of so-called miracles, as they are doing it, the church is not really progressing. The people are not really progressing. The people are needing the so-called supernatural person's supernatural act every day. They need his his supernatural prayer every day because every time they are meeting the same problem. There are ministries that that is built on need, people's need. And people now begin to feel that they are not responsible for anything. It's Satan that's responsible for everything that happens to them. Hello? But if you read the Bible carefully, read the teachings of Jesus, you see that Jesus always put, put the honest back on us. Did you see that? Jesus always put the honest back on us. In fact, the modern church now elevate Satan more than Jesus. We preach more of Satan and what he does. We pray more about, we pray more about Satan and what he's doing in our lives than what Jesus has done and is doing. If you like, go to any church and see. Our, our focus is on so what Satan is doing in our lives and how we need to stop it. How we need to be delivered. How we need to be delivered. We are always being delivered. We are always being delivered. We are all in the same, the same problem all the time. It's until you begin to rise and do with the supernatural grace you have received, you will still be in the same problem. Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The the, the, the supernatural is already inside of you. The problem is that you are not using it. And that is why you are not seeing anything. See, the Bible says as soon as Elisha received the mantle, what did he do? He took it, he went to the Jordan, he said, let me use this thing. Let's try this thing and see what it will do. And then as soon as he did, what happened? The water parted. 
Now, the sons of the prophet. See, the sons of the prophet are the modern day charismatic Christians. We're always watching afar and giving fans. We don't want to be in the supernatural. We don't have any affinity for it. We will not take a step. We will not work for it. Rather, we will stand where we are and then cheer and gossip. Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you too? This person you are following. The same sons of the prophets who were following from Bethel to Gilgal to Jericho. They were following from afar, watching. From afar, watching. From afar. When Elisha parted the Jordan and walked back towards them, now the Bible says they followed him and went to be his servant. Hallelujah. Can I give you a few reasons why we don't operate in supernatural ministry. The reason why we, or put your name, why I don't operate in the supernatural. But when you put somebody else's name, you will not think that you too can operate in supernatural. How many want to operate in supernatural? To have extraordinary results with natural effort. Number one, so, obstacles to the supernatural ministry or reasons why people do not operate the supernatural are, number one, ignorance. Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. I don't know where, the room has gone quiet. I'm not sure whether you are okay with me or you are... You know, that's why I, I, I had to psych you to the point where, because I need to break that thing so that you get what the supernatural is and what it is not. Because we have become so used to the wrong thing that the wrong thing is not the right thing. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10, verse 18. The Bible says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I have given unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Jesus has given us the power to operate the supernatural. Unfortunately, many of us are operating in ignorance. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because we have rejected knowledge. We have rejected. You see, knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. When you don't know the right thing to do, you will end up doing the wrong thing. Amen. And sometimes when you have done the wrong thing for a very long time, you begin to believe the wrong thing is the right thing. And see, like what I'm doing now, as I'm trying to Try and break the, the mindset of the wrong that you have had for a long time. It becomes, you resist it. Because how can I have been so wrong for so long? But it's exactly what it is. 
He was insulting them, but he was in, in, impacted them. You brood of vipers, who want you to flee? Have you, have you now decided to run away from the impending doom? You see what is happening to you. And they came and said, Let, we are repenting. And they got baptized with the baptism of John the Baptist. Ordinary person interspersed with super extraordinary items. That is the supernatural. Not spooky behavior. Spooky things. It's not the same. Let's not be ignorant. Let's, let's research. Let's research. Superstition doesn't make sense to the head. Supernatural is a, a, an act interspersed with God's grace that achieves very powerful results. That is rather what we call supernatural. Not the superstition. Amen. The next reason why we don't operate in the supernatural is because of contentment and false satisfaction. <laughs> we are very content with our Christianity. We are very content with the outcome we have so far. We don't really want to cease and do more. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. Paul talking says that, Brethren, I count my, not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do, forgetting all the things that I have done previously. I forget all the things which are behind. I reach out or reach forth unto the things which are before. And I press toward the mark of the price of the high calling that I may obtain. The reason and the thing for which I was apprehended. You see, the thing that we don't do is to press into the supernatural. You see, Elisha had to press. He had to follow. He had to follow. Even when he was being sacked, when he was being offended, he didn't get offended. He followed. Hallelujah. It's not everybody that sees the extraordinary. Do, do you know that not all the disciples got to the Pentecost? Judas didn't get there. Because Judas was so offended and upset because who he thought Jesus was, it turned out not to be like that. He thought Jesus was going to come, you know, superstitiously and take the kingdom and give it back to the Jews. Rather, he said, talking about, it is not for you to know the times and seasons that the Lord has decided to... Uh, But you see, when they followed, they got to Acts chapter 2. And from there, the supernatural was the same thing they were doing. The results were, were outstanding. What were they doing before? They were praying. They were going from house to house, breaking bread. They were uh, talking to people. But before then, there was not much results. But after the Holy Ghost came, that same effort of preaching, of breaking bread, of having fellowship, now the Bible says the end, the Lord added to their number daily 
Extraordinary. Supernatural. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? You see, don't, please don't misunderstand me. I am not discounting uh, healing and, and all those type of things. But you see, some, sometimes in following those, those things, we have created a superstition out of miracles. Are, are you with me? So I'm going the extreme opposite to get your minds back so that you can understand when miracles happen. Hallelujah. There is still room for you to go higher. There is still room for you to do more. There's still room for you to pray more. There's still room for you to work more. Work harder with what you have. You already have the anointing. Use it to work. See, the, the thing with anointing is that the more you use it, the more it flows and the better it becomes. When you don't use it, it doesn't flow. It is like oil. The vessel did not cease whilst the woman the, woman, the, the oil did not cease whilst the woman was pouring it into vessels. It only ceased when the last vessel had been filled. That's how the anointing is. The more you are pouring, the more there is. The more you are pouring, the more is. The more you are pouring, the more it's. The more you are pouring, the time you stop, it also stops. Let's get away from all these type of spooky things that we have added to Christianity. I am not saying that demons don't exist. I am not saying that, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, people, uh, Satan is not after to destroy you and all. I'm not saying that. But what I'm trying to say is that don't spend all your whole prayer life trying to bind. He's already under your feet. Are you with me? Rather enforce the victory that God has given you, Christ has won for you. Enforce it. And rise up and do the supernatural with what you already have. So rather what we are doing is Satan. Satan. We have elevated the, the, the problem beyond the solution. See, you have two options. When you magnify the problem, you minimize the solution. When you magnify the solution, you minimize the problem. Hallelujah. We are not, we, you see, we, we have over magnified Satan. So the Bible says in Revelation that when we finally see Satan, we are very, going to be very, 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 very underwhelmed. We are going to be very underwhelmed. Is this the one that troubled the world? Please look for that scripture for me. We'll be very underwhelmed. Is this the one that has troubled the world? But it's not his fault. We have magnified him. Just I saw him fall. 
And then Jesus went on to say that, do not rejoice that Satan is now under your feet. But rejoice that your names have been written in the book of life. Rejoice that you are doing something that will achieve something for the kingdom of God. That is what you must rejoice over. Rather than this spooky gospel. Can I give you one more, one last one? Sometimes the reason why we don't operate in the supernatural is because we are too self-indulgent and we lack focus. 1 Corinthians 9.25-27 And every man that strives for the masteries is temperate in all things. Now they do this, they do it, obtain corruptible crown. But we and incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beats the air, but I keep my body under and bring it into subjection, lest when I, by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself be a castaway. Sometimes the problem we have is that we are too overindulgent. All forms of self-indulgence is, is an obstacle to operating in supernatural. Sometimes our stomach worries us. We can't fast. See, you realize that supernatural, you have to fast a lot. You have to pray a lot. And you have to do a lot. Sometimes we can do the fasting. We can do the prayer. But the doing is a problem. Hallelujah. Apart from somebody, apart from prevent somebody from getting to heaven on the last day, it may rob one of God's anointing whilst we are still on earth, when we are self-indulgent. Amen. Okay. You said you had questions. Have you found the scripture? You can't find it. Is this the one that troubles the world? Okay, so I'm going to end here. If anybody has a question, you can ask. Any questions? Pastor Sam, you said you had a question. I'm waiting for your question. I wanted to find out that, you know, sometimes, like you, you further explained it on, but I still wanted, maybe you can clarify it so that people can understand. You know, the way the mannerism is that sometimes some people act. Mm -hmm. Would you, by virtue of the mannerism is that you see a person behave, uh, conclude that maybe, you know, maybe if somebody is prophesying or doing miracles, the way the person will be, it's like, Going about it, could you by that conclude that it's superstition? No. Um, majority of the times, the thing that uh, we do is cultural. Are you with me? Because it's by virtue of where they come from. 
Am I making sense? If the culture is very, very mild, they also do spooky things, but it's done in a mild way. For instance, um, when you go to South America, they are very, very emotional. You know, South, Southern America, the continent. So when they are uh, doing anything in church, it's, it's very emotional. A lot of tears, a lot of wailing, a lot of... It's, it's normal from the men to the women. They are very, very emotional people. Are you with me? Another part of the world is not that emotional. So even though, even when they are doing superstitious things, it is without emotions. A lot of, another part of the world, they are very animated. They are very animated. So when they are also doing superstitious things, it's more animated. So it, you can't say that this or that or that the crying or the jumping around the you know, doing all these type of things is what is superstitious. No. What you, what the, the, the definition is when it is illogical. When it doesn't really make sense. When Satan is the reason for all your troubles. Then that is superstitious. I'm not making sense. So you can't use uh, the cultural behavior, behavior, variable pattern to um, to conclude. Any other questions? Have I answered the question? Revelation was Please, uh, I want to know. Uh, you see, most of the times when some people are being prayed for, yeah. uh, you see that they just, I don't, I don't know if it's dramatic for they start displaying and making a lot of gymnastic and uh -huh. stuff. Uh -huh. I personally, I don't know, but personally I have issues with it. So I don't know, is it? Oh, let him ask. Don't, don't crucify him before he's finished. So, uh, is, yeah, it, is it a sign of God's power at work or some, some people are just being overly sort of uh, dramatic about the whole thing? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. Now, sometimes, sometimes there are evil spirits that takes host of a person. Do you understand what I'm saying? And sometimes the evil spirit can be anything. It can be a marine spirit, can be a dog, can be a cat, can be a whatever. And so when you start praying for them, they can exhibit that spirit that is occupied them. I, 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 I was doing a deliverance for one girl. And over 90 demons came out of that girl. I mean, it got to a point. She started speaking with an American accent. Flawless American accent. Then, <laughs> then it, got, it, it got to a point. She started talking with a, an old man's voice. 
Then it got to a point, she had an old lady's voice. I mean, I'm not telling you a story. Do you get it? And all that were manifestations of entities that have lived, that have used that vessel. Do you, do you get it? So that, that, is, that is there. That is not superstition. When, you know, what makes it superstition is when some people be, make it their, their ministry. That, that I, I fall people down. So either they push you people down. And you see, when somebody, every time they pray for them, they fall, they pray for them, they and their, their behavior is not changing. Then it becomes superstition. Do you get it? it? It's a thin line. But there is the superstition is different. There are some people that believe that until I fall, I haven't been prayed for. I haven't received. So sometimes they are waiting for something so that they fall. But you see, it is the, the miracle is not in the fall. The miracle is in the outcome. I'm not really interested in people falling. I'm interested in their lives changing after the prayer. Because that's a supernatural. You see, natural, I'm praying for somebody, the natural attack. But then their lives change. That's a supernatural. It is not when they start vomiting and they start, you know, uh, frolicking and doing all things. That is not the supernatural. The supernatural is the output after the prayer. Sometimes Jesus will pray, he will look at someone and say, go and show yourself to the high priest. As they are going, then the supernatural occurs. It never occurred when he was there. He never laid hands. Do you know that laying hands is the least form of spiritual, spiritual uh, encounter? Laying hands is a place where there's no faith. The Bible says that when Jesus went to um, his hometown, he could dare do no miracles except to lay hands on a few folk. He had to touch. He had to touch because there was no faith there. Otherwise, he never touched. He gave instruction. Go, your sins are forgiven. Rise up. And that, 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 that rather is, is the supernatural. It's not this before, then you get up, before, then you get up. No, 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 no. Or you're dancing around and no, no, no. Have I answered your question? Yes, please, you can. Just a little follow-up. For the example you cited concerning the person you said you were praying for. How is it possible? Or what are some of the things that as Christians that when we sort of give ourselves to it opens uh, as this like this this particular girl I was talking about, she was into at the point she was into rap and all those type of things. You know, there's some people who are <laughs> they rap, rap, rap music and all that. You know, you, you know, some people are very susceptible to evil spirits. Those same people, when they are really, when they tend, they are susceptible to the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? So they will watch a movie and catch a spirit from it. They will listen to a song and catch a spirit from it. They will go to watch a cultural something, you know, and catch a certain spirit from it. They will sleep with somebody and catch a spirit. I'm telling you the thing that happened to this particular girl. In fact, I have, a, I have pictures of this one girl. One day I'll show it to you. 
Somebody sent me a picture recently. I think Kieran found me somewhere and sent me this particular girl. And that, that day, you spent about two hours on this particular girl. Yeah. You see, if you see a, a face, you see that this face is not the person. When I show you the, the person's face and the face that was in there, at the point, I was tired. I was tired. Because it was not an easy thing. The, the number of spirits in the girl. <laughs> but today she's doing very fantastic. She's doing powerful. When it's what happens after the prayer that is, is I'll show you the picture if you want if you care to, to see it. Where mine has to do with uh, prophecies. For example, if God tells you something about someone, must you necessarily say to the hearing of the entire congregation or you can whisper to the person? And two, when, <laughs> and two, when uh, for example, those who have been blessed with the spirit of healing, must you necessarily touch the person or you can just pray in your head for that to happen without even announcing See, that's where the superstition comes into play oh, that's the second part of the question the first part the, the bible says that there is diversities of spirits and then there's diversity of the operation of the spirit the, the gift of the prophet is subject to the prophet are you with me? The prophet has control over the gift. The gift doesn't have control over the prophet. The prophet has control over. You know, so when you have somebody that like, I have to have to prophesy, I have to prophesy. No, shut up. You can't take over. I will not allow you to take hostage of my service because you have to give a prophecy. You know, there are some churches where a person will have a song, have a song. Hey, and they start to sing some off-key song. Because oh. the spirit says, the pastor has to stop preaching and wait for them to give this off-key song. And then have a spirit, have a, have a, uh, then a word, then they'll come in. See, God is not the author of confusion. There was this, this, my, my prophet pastor that, that we used to have. One day, came and then was given a prophecy of this brother, Abbas. Yesterday I saw you with a girl. Meanwhile, the, the guy's wife was in church. The mother-in-law was in church. Is that the time to give a prophecy? They are divorced today. They are divorced today. They didn't divorce because of that. But eventually... Do you get it? You have must have control over the, the, the prophecy. I saw you die. See, sometimes, 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 me, sometimes I'll see something as I'm praying for somebody. I never say it. I use it to pray. So as I'm praying for you, God shows me something, and then I pray. You know that this thing that I'm saying is this my problem. So I pray on that, and I don't bother telling you. 
Because what's important is the results rather than the fear or the panic that you, are, you, 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 you walk in. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? And it doesn't make me any bigger. Yeah, the histronics doesn't make me any bigger. <laughs> okay, okay. All of you get up. All of you get up. <laughs> fall down. Then they all fall. <laughs> no. It doesn't make me more anointed. Uh, do, do, do you get it? No, no, no. Listen, listen. Let, let's not get carried away. The result is the anointing. The anointing is not the process. It's the result. And when they saw these people, they realized that they were unlearned men. But they, they, they took knowledge that these guys were behaving a certain way because they had been with Jesus. That is the supernatural right there. Their fellowship of three years had produced something in them that made others take note. Do, do you understand that? Yeah. Not the gymnastics. The gymnastics don't make, mean anything. Uh, do, do you get it? And uh, Sometimes preachers do all, sorts of, all these type of funny things to get fame for themselves. But you, you know, if you are if you are very uh, okay in yourself and you are not insecure in your anointing and your calling, you don't need to add all these histronics. Have I answered your question? <laughs> Any other question? Yes, um, Daniel. Sorry, those, some people um, have lived in like third world countries, have been exposed to like a lot of superstition. So how did, how do you then break away from all that conditioning? Because, you know, it's years and years of seeing the same thing repeatedly. So how do you then sh do that shift? So that, that comes by what I'm doing. Do you understand? You are transformed by the renewing of your mind. What I'm trying to do is change your thinking. You, uh, you get it. So the more you allow me to change your thinking, the better you become. Do you get it? The best way to break a bad habit is to superimpose a good habit on the bad habit. Do you understand? The best way to 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 counteract a lie is to speak the truth. Do you do you get it? So that super, I'm superimposing the truth on the lie that you have lived. Michael, first. I, I uh, know that there are so many questions. <laughs> yeah, a, a quick clarification. Uh, when you were answering the Evans's question, you mentioned that uh, uh, he asked about manifestations when people were prayed for. So I just want a quick clarification. Uh, are all manifestations related to an evil spirit living no. in a person? No, not necessarily. No. It, it depends on the, yeah, be, the be, place. Be, because in some in, in some places where people are not very well informed, they easily interpret it when they see people fall to in, mean in this that. Church, in this church, I prayed for somebody about, I, 
can't remember the issue. And the person fell and rolled like two or three times here. And her roommate went to broadcast in the hall of residence that she's a witch. Here, about three, two, three years ago. And it became a big fight. Big fight. Big, big fight. Just a few, couple of years ago, here, here, this same place. Somebody who was sitting in the congregation, a flatmate, who was ignorant, thought that when she rose, means that she's being there, removing the witchcraft from her. So she's a witch. So she went and told everybody in the, in the house that she's a witch. And it became a big... So it's, it's not by that. No. Kind of the falling is just the impact of the healing or impact of the deliverance or whatever. You, you were going to ask a question. Uh, take the mic. Is it, is it not, I mean, is it right to maybe you go to a church and then the pastor want to lay, like, they want to lay his hands but I know that it's not everybody that you should allow them to do yeah. that. Is it wrong? Don't, don't no. allow anybody, everybody. First of all, you must know him. You must know by their fruits, you shall know them. What fruit is he carrying? Who is he? The Bible says, lay hands suddenly on no man. You don't just throw your hands on because it's a spiritual impartation from me to you, from you to me. Because it's not everybody that you are laying hands, you are impacting them. Sometimes they will impact you. Yeah. Receive it. If they have a, a, if they have a stronger demon than your anointing you are carrying, yeah. So don't be quick. Don't be quick to lay hands on everybody. It's not, it's not everybody you must allow. Try, the Bible says try every spirit. Test the spirit. You're, you, it's, it's your responsibility to test the spirit. Do, do you get it? When you join a church, you test the spirit that is in the church. Test the spirit of the pastor. How do you, by their fruits. By their lifestyle. It's not what they are saying. It's not their gymnastics. I told us real spirituality is fruit. Love, joy, humility, temperance, all those things. They are the they are the they are the sons or the children of the spirit. <laughs> you get it. The sons of anointing is not is not how much prophecy they give. It's not how much uh, tongues they speak. It's not how much scriptures they quote. No, no, no. It's their character. Oh, sorry, but what about if, like, it's a new church that you've just been invited? Uh, you see, <laughs> it's, it might be a new church, but the pastor is not one day old. He has, no, he, check, you check. You don't just go. There are signs. There are signs. Like I, I've said here so many times, 
when somebody is very, very, says that they're very spiritual and they, they can't control their temper, they can't control their lifestyle, they, they are not anointed. They are operating something else. Any questions? Are we okay? Okay, stand to your feet. We'll continue. You wanted to ask one last question. Was John the Baptist not insulting the people? He. It's not. It's not. He was preaching. He was preaching. He was insulting their behavior. It's different from insulting you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 